Hi, I'm Will, and welcome to the World Class Podcast. As we reach the end of 2020, a year that has affected all our lives in so many ways with the COVID-19 pandemic, we're taking some time to reflect and to celebrate the people that are at the heart of the university, our students. In this episode, we talk to two current and two former students who are all bloggers for the University of London about their experiences studying with us. They all come from different backgrounds and their life commitments mean their reasons to study with the University of London and their approach to their studies are both diverse and interesting. In this episode, we get to know Sharif, a cybersecurity engineer from France. Sharif is studying politics and international relations while working full-time and raising a child. Iman from Pakistan, who completed a BSc degree in politics and international relations in 2019. Iman works as a teaching assistant in a university and as a freelance content writer. Adidion, an accountant from Nigeria, who has recently completed her master's in professional accountancy. And Tamika, who works in commercial real estate in Canada. Tamika is studying our undergraduate law degree. We hope you enjoy hearing the voices of the University of London in this special end of year podcast. My, my interest in politics uh, uh, started uh, quite early. Uh, it was in, uh, back in 1998, I believe it was at the same time that I started my interest in music. Sharif from France. It was uh, with the song uh, Zombie or uh, from the Cranberries. And um, I remember back, back at the time, it, uh, I saw the, the video clip uh, on TV and I was wondering what was uh, um, the, the clip about. Uh, obviously, I loved the music, the guitar, the, the, the harsh voice of the, the singer, uh, the lawyer, sorry, Arden. But I wondered what was the issue, uh, what was the meaning of the images I was seeing. So I asked uh, my family and my uh, granddad at the time um, explained the troubles to me. Um, unfortunately, I was good at math, so I, I couldn't uh, <laughs> pursue a career in uh, or studies in politics at uh, university level. So I, uh, I put this uh, interest uh, aside uh, to study engineering and then uh, when, I be, when I began my, uh, my career as a cybersecurity engineer I decided that I had the financial autonomy and uh, the time to explore uh, this passion, this hobby. Well I, I think I'd say interest. Iman from Pakistan. I Obviously, like around the house, we always talked about the news and we had like a interest, general interest in, in politics in the house. So that obviously didn't hurt. Then after that, I did A-level politics and I did A-level history. And that definitely, I think, had a contributing factor because then when I looked at the course outline for the University of London degree specifically in politics and international relations it was something that I was familiar with and something that I had enjoyed in the past so I liked it and then obviously the fact that it's internationally recognized didn't hurt because with the way the world is now you don't know where you're going to end up in the future so I wanted to do a degree that no matter where I went I would be set. University of London qualifications studied by distance learning are internationally recognized they combine the flexibility of online learning with the academic rigour and structure of an on-campus programme. 
Well, I inquired from some friends. Edidiong from Nigeria. And was told that the University of London has a global prestige and it would be a wonderful experience getting this degree um, virtually without having to go there. And I also contacted some alumni as well to find out their experience. And I was told they had premium treatment and they had a wonderful learning experience. And this is why I decided to go with the University of London for the MSc in Professional Accountancy. I chose the University of London after probably a couple of years of research. Tamika from Canada. Um, reaching out to alumni because University of London, it had the most flexible options for someone who, who was already an established career. University of London offered that flexibility, that inclusiveness, that global student body that is so important for future network. And uh, it was just, I, I was impressed and I did my research and I, I chose University of London based on research and currently practicing lawyers in Canada who I reached out to who went through University of London. So um, I've uh, done some research. Uh, I found uh, all the programs that I could uh, attend at the same time as having a full-time job. Uh, I started with my home country, with my France, um, but the, the, the flexibility was uh, lacking. Um, it was um, some um, courses in um, night courses and weekend courses. And uh, because of my job back then, uh, I couldn't uh, be as regular as that. And it wasn't very flexible. So I decided to go for a distant learning program. Uh, I've made a list <laughs> and University of London was the first on the list. So I said, let's try the first one, the hardest one on the list, the, the more selective one, uh, reading uh, uh, comments on, on the internet. And uh, well, I get in. <laughs> I actually have a friend who told me about it. They uh, they were doing it and she told me about it. And in the beginning, I didn't like think about it that much. But then obviously, when you get to your A-levels and you start looking at your degree, then it was uh, one of the things that I sat down and really looked at. And then my parents looked at it with me and then we were really happy about like the way that it had been structured and then and all of that. So I decided to go with it. Studying by distance learning presents a unique set of challenges. Not least that a lot of students choose this method of learning because they already have demanding work and family commitments. So how do our students strike a balance? <laughs> I don't know if I could say I got the balance right. If I sat down now and looked back, there are definitely things that I would adjust and whatnot. But I would say, um, well, for starters, I'd say I had a kind of situation where I could give the time to my study so my family life I had like parents and then had my siblings who took on some of the responsibilities that I had so that I could lock myself away in the room during the exam period and study but um, I was also working I had a part-time content writing job uh, throughout the time and then I worked as an executive assistant for a little while so I had work that I had to do so I would say in terms of uh, getting it done. It's not easy getting it done in three years. Um, you have to do four modules a year. So you have to obviously have a situation where you can give the time to that. But I would say time management is important. And by time management, I don't mean that you sit there and you plan out every hour of every day because I can't work like that. But I would say that 
you need to be ready for some days to be work to have a, you'll have a lot of time where you can put to your studies and then you make use of that time sometimes you have less time to put towards your study so you don't do any work you do very little work and then sometimes you have no time so you don't do any work so the what worked for me was not sitting there and planning every single day out it was kind of setting milestones well i found it very hard at first um to the point where i was like oh there's no way i could take uh you know four modules and 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 service my clients and and all that stuff so the way i had to do it is uh stick with a schedule um luckily as a commercial broker i create my own schedule so honestly i had to sacrifice some mornings where i had to wake up at maybe five in the morning to get some study time in and then you know go to the office lunch break so i had to really uh create a schedule and stick with it. The important thing for me was to prepare to say, okay, this amount of hours is going to be needed to, um, you know, you know, self to sustain this, this career of mine in real estate, but also I need these hours. So it was a numbers game for me and, uh, and creating a schedule and sticking by the schedule. <laughs> um, it wasn't really easy. <laughs> uh, as you said, um, it's, um, I think it's a it's a real challenge, and uh, you you obviously you have to be humble about um, about the amount of energy and time you can put in each one. Uh, obviously, you have uh, priorities, and my family has always been the top priority for me. Um, but um, uh, you have to be humble and uh, ask for some help when you need it. And I I've had a lot of help from my wife which is a wonderful woman <laughs> and uh, my mother-in-law also was very helpful um, at difficult uh, times um, so you have to to open your heart and to to say i i can cope with the amount of uh, of energy that i have to put on my work and uh, and my studies and uh, my parenting so can i have a little help uh, yeah my advice would would be that you don't have to do everything on your own and that you you need every every um every uh, help you can find uh, we have uh, an african uh, saying that uh, you need a, a village to raise a kid <laughs> and so this is uh, so true uh it's very hard to to raise a kid um with just one or two uh people well i believe the form of support friends and relatives give is really important because they are the closest to you and if you can't get that support from them it might not be so easy to get it from anyone else while i was studying the msc in professional accountancy with the university of london my family and friends i i made them aware of my decision prior to commencing my studies and they assured me of their continued support which they did offer by not interfering most times when i had to study because i did have to dedicate time to study my family and friends also took out time to remind me of the need to study so if for example i spent long hours on the phone they would remind me that i said i was going to commit to a study schedule and they don't mind going off the phone for me to concentrate and they also encouraged me every time I had assessments and I told them about it and they told me where they felt I should put in more effort and where they felt I needed to just get better at 
So all in all, they provided so much support for me the entire time by understanding the fact that I wouldn't be so available and also by encouraging me, by motivating me and by being as supportive as they could. You have to be, uh, not to be hard on yourself. Uh, you have to sometimes just uh, accept that you can't do uh, the top on some of them because you prioritize another one. So. Uh, I, uh, I spoke about in my blog um, post, I spoke about how I uh, had to um, stop um, my studies for one year uh, because my son had uh, some issues with the, his health. Um, it was a difficult um, decision, but uh, it was the best for my family because I, I, it was my priority back then. And, uh, I had a lot of chance because the program is flexible and let you decide uh, when you're ready to take exams. And uh, if uh, you prepared for a year and then some um, disturbance occurs during the year, you have this flexibility to say, okay, I'm not ready this one and I'll just um, move it to, to the next one. No. The biggest global event in living memory happened in 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic has turned lives upside down and affected everyone in every nation in some way. At the time of recording, there have been over 67 million cases worldwide, but hope is on the horizon with the arrival of several new vaccines. Well, I think everyone, it kind of threw the whole, everyone's life into kind of like an upheaval. Because um, like I said, I was, I was basically at the time I was working as a teacher, teaching assistant in a university, then my mum's a teacher. And then obviously I've got all my brothers and sisters who are in school slash university. So all of a sudden schools were being closed down, universities were being closed down. We were all in the house at the same time, having to do lessons online, either teaching or administrating or um, studying. So lots of internet connections being used, but um, it was interesting. It was an interesting time. I think, uh, like as a nation, Pakistan, I think handled was. I was reading somewhere that we handled um, COVID the best, but it meant that for a few months everything was locked down. So restaurants, shopping malls, shops. There was a lot of online shops, um, online shopping being done. But I think everyone just kind of had to work out how to manage. I'd say um, personally, it just meant being spending a lot of time in the house, but because we were all busy doing our own thing, it didn't affect us like to, uh, I guess, extreme extent. It just meant we had to kind of readjust and we uh, like establish a routine, etc. cetera. Uh, obviously the pandemic is a huge <laughs> issue on everyone. Um, I'm um, too lucky because um, it didn't affect us directly, uh, at least in the first wave, um, on the health um, level, uh, because uh, no close family or close friends uh, get really sick. So I think we we I'm very lucky uh, to 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 have this. Um, but um, we had a lot of work. Uh, my wife and I, and I think every everyone uh, who kept um, their work uh, had a supply of 
<laughs> a supplement of work that they didn't uh, in, uh, intend to have. Uh, the first lockdown, uh, I think it was the same in UK, but uh, you can tell me. But in France, most of Europe, we decided to um, close schools. So <laughs> I found myself with uh, my three-year-old boy who um, thought it was a holiday. <laughs> So he didn't uh, understand that uh, mommy and daddy were, were working. Yes, indeed. I believe the entire world has had to go through a major change as a result of the pandemic. In Nigeria, the number of cases and spread of the disease wasn't as rampant as a few other countries and continents. But one major thing that has happened is the increase in work from home such that employees can work from home and still get to deliver results effectively and efficiently. So yes, that has been a major change for those working. And at the same time, a lot of things that we had to do physically have been switched towards uh, virtual things such that you make requests virtually, you, you, you make payments virtually and things get delivered and um, people are now more conscious of their health because initially people just felt as long as I exercise, I eat properly, I do the right things, I'm fine. But now people have to be more careful with where they go to, what they do. And a few other things have changed as a result of this. And even those that are still in school have to appropriate their time properly because now that they are working from home, they have to be very careful to be able to meet up with personal, work, academic commitment. So yes, a lot has changed. Yeah, so as a result of the pandemic, I work you know, has slowed down in the commercial sector. Ironically, the housing market is up. So, you know, I might have to pivot and, you know, and look at that avenue. Um, but as for studying, you know, I I took it the pandemic as, listen, I'm, I'm at home. Um, this is a time to study. I, I know that the pandemic will have emotional strain on people. Um, myself, I, I took it as, okay, this is go time. This is time to study. So that's what I've been doing. And uh, yeah. I think it's a really interesting point in time because part of me thinks like even, I can't even say 10 years down the line, I'd say like a year down the line, uh, there's going to be lots of students sitting there trying to evaluate what's happening right now and work out all the, like all the dimensions from the economic to the political to the social in everything from healthcare to politics to economics. But I feel like at the same time, it kind of, I'm trying to think of the word, but I'd say showcased everything that we'd been learning so far. So obviously, like you said, if we'd been experienced this pandemic in like the 2000s, I mean, I don't know how we would have coped because the, everyone had to go online. Everyone had to um adjust and to vary and the people who couldn't go online the people who uh, had jobs like the workmen etc they did obviously struggle a lot but the people who had jobs where they could go online it meant the only reason we could do that and to the extent we did it is because of the way that technology has grown and because of like we're sitting here like I was telling you I'm working before that um 
I'm working on a sustainability and security guide with some other people. So I'm sitting in like Pakistan, one's in Germany, one's in Venezuela, and so there's some other people around the world. And uh, you're communicating with all these different people and it just really makes you realize how like interconnected the world is and how much technology has a role to play in all of that. But I'd say at the same time, it kind of showed uh, the issues in the system. So like you said, there's some countries that didn't ha uh, handle the pandemics that way. So you have to sit there and you have to work out, was that because of politics? Was it because there's issues in the healthcare? Then people, the politicians across the world had to all of a sudden like reevaluate their policies. And there was a lot of, I think, I'm sure you saw all the different protests that were going on. So it was, it's definitely, I feel like it's one of really like huge point in history that is gonna not gonna disappear anytime soon the problem that we had is that we were witnessing italy and north uh, the north of italy uh, going into the, the the first wave and uh, we were really worried because in france we tried to have uh, normal lives but we, we knew that our neighbor was getting worse and worse um and uh yeah it uh, it, uh, it jumped up really quickly the situation deteriorated that uh at a, an amazing rate, uh, and uh, uh, yes, yeah, so of course it uh, it affected us in uh, in work in uh, in parenting. It was it wasn't easy because we weren't uh, I think prepared uh, to uh, homeschool our kids. Uh, I think we all in the West uh, at least we all have this uh, uh, kind of rhythm where. Uh, you have to uh, days. Um, you have the work days and the weekends. And uh, suddenly there there were no work day, no weekend. Everything was uh, working and parenting at the same time, and uh, and being worried also about the situation. Yeah. So um, yeah, I I think we lacked preparation. Uh, we were uh, astonished for the first time or shocked maybe because we it was a Weird situation, yeah. Uh, so it was like a shock, and we we couldn't process uh, what was happening. <laughs> I think that it was the same for for a lot of people around the world. Despite the disruption that the pandemic has brought, are there any positives our students and alumni can take away from the experience? Absolutely. You know, I I hate to like just create this big silver lining from the pandemic, but that's what it has been for me. It's been just study time, motivation. The world is transitioning. I read the publications from, you know, the Golden Circle firms in, in the UK and all you hear is, you know, digital transformation and the change in the legal sector. So right now as a student, we're right on that that uh, that line. So we're kind of learning and, and going along with that digital transformation. So it's an interesting position to be in as a, a, a law student. Of course, there, there, there were really great moments. And, and I said that we had this uh, this week uh, organized around the weekends and uh, we, we suddenly could enjoy more time with, with, uh, with each other. Um, the first weeks were that, that hard uh, that you, you were um, describing, but uh, the um, as as weeks go go went on, uh, it was really getting more enjoyable. Yeah. Oh yes, I do enjoy working from home, and yes, I'm still, I'm still doing that, and I say that because 
in for those who live in really populated places they notice that they have to encounter traffic on their way to and from work but now that we get to work from home you can sit in the comfort of your house and get the work done and have no reason to worry about traffic that's that's the major thing however we miss having to physically meet our colleagues because due to the work from home everybody has to stay home we have to stay safe so but I enjoy working from home because I have less commute issues to worry about. A University of London qualification is highly regarded worldwide and can help with personal development and career progression by providing students with valuable knowledge, but also skills in motivation, time management and self-discipline. One of the really insightful um, parts of the course I took was on mergers and acquisition. And that has given me a lot of idea because the company I currently work with, they were contemplating merging with a sister company and some factors had to be considered to make it uh, successful and to be sure we weren't making a mistake. And that course, in addition to a few others, um, enlightened me more to know what to watch out for when you're making a key decision such as a merger and an acquisition because sometimes it doesn't just pan between a country it could even be between continents so I learned quite a lot from from the course that is really useful to my career right now and even what I intend to venture into in the future. Politics and history you think that there are really um information heavy course and it was it was a lot of information but what I enjoyed most was the analytical side of it and the critical thinking side of it and the being it was kind of like a puzzle piece we had to kind of put together all the an essay and then find the pieces that were missing in the essay and kind of um, work out what you wanted to say and all of that so that was the sides that I really enjoyed and those skills Honestly, I think when I started working, I realized how much those skills helped because you all of a sudden have you're in the workplace. You have to think really fast on your feet. You have to have um, critical thinking skills. You have to be able to translate your thoughts into words. And I'd say the University of London degree kind of helped to further develop those skills that I had. I intend at some point to have um, a new career and to change career to explore um, my passion and at, th at this time I I think it will benefit me a lot. <laughs> I really uh, hope that it will. Um, obviously when discussing some um, regulation issues because of, of course cybersecurity is regulated by, by law a lot of lots of laws uh, sometimes extraterritorial laws um, looking towards USA but uh, <laughs> the EU is uh, is always also doing the same thing and um, because we have many companies of the group I work in um, around the world so we have to be um, be uh, in t keep in touch with uh, the laws and uh, how it uh, operates and sometimes the, the political situation on some countries uh, because they will uh, have an impact or on uh, what product we 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 um, we buy um, where do we uh, put our infrastructure um, do we uh, agree to choose this uh, editor than the another one um so it's it's 
this uh, this kind of uh, study at a level of um, I think depth to to my analysis that uh, yeah that my engineering st studies didn't give me. Becoming a University of London student means joining a network of 50,000 other current registered students and many tens of thousands of alumni. The university provides a platform for online student societies and a range of well-being resources. But how do you go about building communities in an online world? Yeah, of course, and uh, it's, a, it's a major challenge. I uh, can see it. Um, <laughs> but I think that um, it's the same kind of challenges that um, many companies have faced this year. Uh, how to 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 have um, to, to, to have a, a community of people, of course, uh, it's not the same uh, link between students and their university than a collaborator and its company, but um, it's the same kind of challenge to uh, try to recreate um, um, a sense of, of community, of, of belonging, uh, while having people uh, remote, uh, remotely connecting to 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 an internet space um, and of course you had you have a, 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 a new another dimension which is that we come from very different backgrounds and different cultures but uh, i really think that it, this is the perhaps the the best thing about this university is that no matter what is your background you can get in and studying it and uh, and be be an alumni of this uh, this great university so uh, i think that uh, that it's a yeah it's a challenge for you as a staff but uh, for us students it's really uh, an opportunity yeah. basically like i said uh, touched on before because the degree was incredibly like opinion based um obviously you have to support that opinion with statistics and facts etc but because you had to kind of translate your ideas into like on to paper um talking to people helped so and to, in order to and basically what i found was talking to students who were doing the same thing i was doing it helped us to kind of bounce ideas off each other kind of work out where we stood but also obviously it helps you give give you a certain amount of accountability because you've got all these students who are studying um studying the same thing as you are so they'll be checking off the same goal signs uh, they'll be checking off the same milestones goalposts whatever you want to call it that you are so it kind of helps you to focus a little bit and then obviously it's nice to talk to people who are going through the same level of exam stress etc that you go through but what i would say is is uh what i would say is that make sure you find students who work the way that you work and work as hard as you work because obviously there's a lot of different students out there so you want to make sure that the person who you're working with is kind of helping you move along my favorite thing about being a University of London student is the first, the learning, the information, the content, obviously that is first and foremost, but the student global, that, that global body, that network, it is so valuable. Think about when we graduate, we have so many contacts, like globally, we have a global database of of uh you know law students and and hopefully law graduates in in three years so that is very valuable um databases everything in business law real estate it, contacts network it's 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 a, everything really um so the fact that um university of london is a global community is 
amazing to me. The university has been a distance learning provider for nearly 160 years, but what more can it do to meet the needs of its students? You know, the University of London first is, is does a great job for an online uh, university. Um, I, I'm very happy with what it provides currently, but of course there's there's always growth every every institution just grows and hopefully gets better. Uh, one area is uh, the online lectures. It would be great to hear more, um, you know, MP3 or, uh, you know, PowerPoint presentations, whatever format. I think the University of London is doing a great job. The only thing is, most times when students create groups for themselves to collaborate and discuss together, they get to do it by themselves, they get to handle it themselves. So if there is a way for, already the University of London has a platform for students to collaborate, but that's because they've divided them into groups. So if it's possible for an already established platform, such that when students join per session, they, they can automatically be a part of it, instead of waiting to find out about it. So that, that's one thing, but every other thing seems good because I had a wonderful student experience. I think it's, uh, it's already doing a lot of things, uh, but um, because we have uh, access to a lot of materials, um, the University of London Library is, uh, is a wonderful resource, uh, not only for our studies, but also for our other things. Honestly, I, I also uh, use it for my work. Uh, sometimes I'm searching for um, study fields in uh, study um, papers in my field of work so it's, it's an amazing resource um, you, we have uh, forums that we can use to, to chat with our students and we have whatsapp groups um, that students uh, manage which are uh, really uh, really exciting I think you know sometimes the courses are not um, the same because obviously the director of the course has a different approach but um, I've um, enjoyed some uh, video sessions uh, that I found in some courses uh, when you have the professor uh, coming in uh, and um, outlining the major uh, issues about uh, the course uh, perhaps we can have maybe we can have some uh, some um, not zoom meeting because i don't like zooms that much <laughs> obviously i've analyzed the the security layers <laughs> but uh, we can have some uh, some uh, chat rooms uh, perhaps if we find uh, a platform where we can have a, a virtual discussion uh, with uh, with the fellow students i know it's difficult because uh, of the number of countries and time uh, time shifts and uh, uh, time zones uh, covered by uh, by the university, uh, but um, perhaps we can have some uh, sessions with uh, with cameras and uh, some debates. Hmm, that's an interesting question. I'd say if you'd asked me about three years ago, I would have said give more guidance in terms of. For example, essay writing. I did find when I first studied, I found a bit about how you wanted the introduction to be written. And then, but in the first year or so, um, I didn't find that much. And I think the webinars you did after that in my last year, you touched on that a bit more about the fact that because you're 
your examiners are from London. They have a certain way that they look at the introduction and a certain way they look at the conclusion. So I would say that maybe having more targeted exam advice in that sense that is more widely available might help because obviously you spend the entire year studying but then your entire grade depends on that last essay that you write in that one hour of your time so you want to be able to put your ideas across but at the same time because it's an exam you have to do it in a way that the examiner wants so that would I would say would be one of the major things that I would say doing that for essay-based subjects would really help then obviously it's like then apart from that I mean we had resources, maybe having some sample exam questions might help to give uh, students an idea of where they, uh, where they stand. Once University of London students graduate, they become part of a prestigious group of alumni that includes world leaders and Nobel Prize winners. With an ever-evolving portfolio of courses, the university continues to provide flexible learning opportunities to those who wouldn't normally have the means to come to London to study. Uh, at first, I would say go for it. Um, try try to to get in because um, do, do not um, do not um, stop yourself from trying to get in first, uh, because you you would be uh, amazed by by the results. And uh, I know that the university cannot get everyone in, but I think that everyone should have this opportunity to at least try. Uh, and uh, and um, and study uh, what he or she likes. Um, I I came from a very different background, an engineering one, and I went for social sciences. So <laughs> you could say that uh, it was a big jump. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the Uni University of London accepted my my uh, uh, <clears throat> my uh, my uh, folder, and uh, it was a very found big uh, big news uh, for me, but at the same time you have to to know that it's uh, it's a real challenge. Uh, <laughs> the course materials and the level uh, of um, of reading and uh, of analyzing and uh, of exercising and the uh, are are insane. Um, <laughs> I I don't know if it. Perhaps because it's social science, it's so different from math and uh, and uh, IT, where you had one uh, one uh, one, sol one solution, uh, <laughs> always a true and false solution. But in social science, it's very different. But I know that there are lots of programs uh, in uh, University of London. So give yourself a try, um, and um, you. For, for parents, for, for people with family commitments, not only parents, but uh, everyone with family commitments. Um, think about the flexibility of the program. Um, think about the fact that you can choose each year if you want to see the exam or not, that uh, you can choose some uh, three months or four months before the exam if you want, if you're ready to, to, to uh, see the exam or not. And if you're not, uh, you can report that on the next year. Um, think about the fact that, um, um, so I, I studied in, in um, engineering school and as a parent uh, working uh, fully, and uh, these are two different experiences. I'm obviously more mature and uh, this, uh, this, um, 
maturity that comes with uh, responsibility with family commitments helps in your study because you um, when you sit to study you concentrate a lot you search for uh, uh, to to understand think uh, things um, you try to make the best of the time that you will uh, allocate to study where uh, <laughs> I remember back in uh, engineering school some 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 weeks it was just about uh, parties and and fun <laughs> and, and the studies were were uh, were um, the least of our uh, concerns but um, when when you are responsible about the family or you have family commitments uh, you give a hundred percent in what you do so when you study you study you're really here and you're really studying whether it is half an hour or two hours or four hours uh, no matter how much time you, you can have, uh, you will be 100% focused on your study. And, and um, yeah, your, your brain and your, uh, yeah, your brain uh, have, um, has developed uh, with, with your commitments and will help you um, um, through, through all the questions you need to ask yourself uh, in your studies. So I, I think that um, it's, it's Two different experiences, um, and uh, and uh, it's it, the, the second one is is one that I would never regret uh, to have uh, uh, resumed studies uh, while having a, a child at the same time. It's uh, it's so wonderful to uh, to at the same time being uh, fully with my kid, and then when he's uh, he's sleeping or he's playing uh, with the other kids, I can move to or shift to. Uh, another thing and to, to do what I, I like to do uh, and this is studying. I got a wonderful level of support from the University of London especially when I was doing some of my projects, my Icarus activity and it was it seemed like a lot but the moderator kept on ensuring she answered all our questions, she made it less um, confusing for us, she made it more understandable for us I mean, I had a wonderful experience because every time I had a question to my tutors, they were able to answer me as quickly as possible. And even when I tried to um, share some blogs to the blogging team, I always got positive feedback. I always got a swift response. I always got um, a response that showed that my efforts were appreciated. So all in all, it wasn't just about... Um, being a student and getting my coursework done, working on my project. No, every other person I had to interface with virtually from the University of London had very useful things to, ways to contribute to me. And it was really, really supportive. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, you know when the program starts, but uh, if you can start reading start uh, getting a uh, getting a grasp of uh you know the program and uh doing your kind of almost a, a pre organization okay let me answer that again <laughs> so what i would what i would suggest to new university of london students uh, going for their law degree is to first prepare for what's coming because it's a lot of content, a lot of information. It's not an easy program. It is a law school by distance education. It's not easy. So, uh, you know, remember that and start reading beforehand, do all your pre-reading. Don't skip the pages 
in the study guide. The first few pages, don't just go right away to chapter one, read everything because there's some good information on how you should uh, complete your studies and you know the amount of hours needed. So just to put it in a nutshell, do your pre-reading. Don't just wait till school starts. The fact that it's you're an independent student uh, who is independent study, obviously it gives you a certain level of flexibility. But at the same time, it means you have to do a lot yourself. So you have to kind of be ready and to motivate yourself, you have to be ready to find the material yourself. You have to be ready to go online and research. There's a lot of research, I'd say, that is involved, even if that research is just going around on the VLE, virtual learning environment that the University of London set up and just finding the material that they provide. But I'd be ready to um, sit down and like kind of take responsibility of your own studies. That's That's a big part of it. But I'd say that if it's something that you are interested in, that's not that hard. And if it's if you recognize the fact that we're living in a global, like globalized a country, sorry, we're living in a world that is highly globalized, having a degree that is internationally accredited is worth a lot. So if you kind of weigh the both sides of things, the demands versus the benefits I'd say and you decide that it's worth it like I did then I'd say go for it as for a the student who started a degree I'd say similar advice be ready to take control of your studies it's different I guess from normal education stream and definitely different even if you're just used to working like I know some students are older but whether you're just going like I did from A-levels to your degree or whether you're going from working to deciding to do more studies afterwards I'd say that it kind of creates a situation where you're used to things being handed to you or used to being guided there is guidance from the University of London, but you have to be ready to look for that guidance. You have to be ready to sit down and make a timetable and uh, motivate yourself and uh, be very, again, responsible for your own studies. So that's basically what I would say. This podcast has been produced by the University of London Student Experience Team. Thank you to our students, Sharif and Tamika, and our alumni, Iman and Adidiong, for their invaluable contributions. You can read all our participants' blogs on our website, www.london.ac.uk. We wish you all the very best for the new year.